No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Joshua gives his farewell address to Israel, exhorting them to keep the Lord's commandments, lest they perish from the land. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Joshua chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. I like studying the last words of successful people. Not only do they have important principles to share, but they must say them in a most succinct way. They earnestly seek to impart to the next generation the life lessons they've learned. This was certainly the case with Joshua. We pick it up in Joshua chapter 23. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua was old, advanced in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers. Joshua's farewell address spans two chapters. In chapter 23, he addresses the leaders. He probably gave this at Shiloh, where the tabernacle was set up. Chapter 24 was sometime after this, and Joshua gave this address in Shechem. It was to the entire nation. It was a long time since the Lord had given rest to Israel, and Joshua was now old and advanced in age. Bible scholars think it was between 10 and 20 years after the conquest of the land. Knowing that his days were few, Joshua wanted to impart to the elders and leaders some words of exhortation. He wanted to prepare the next generation. So he said to them, I am old advanced in age. You have seen all the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes. From the Jordan, with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward, and the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Joshua begins by pointing out all that the Lord had done for them. Joshua had been a very successful military commander, but he didn't point to his record or his courage. Joshua gave the credit to the Lord for all that had been accomplished in defeating the seven nations of Canaan because it was God who fought for them. Joshua had divided the land among the 12 tribes. They had subdued the land, but there were still pockets of resistance in each tribal territory. There were still some Canaanites dwelling in the land. Now, in some cases, the Israelites had forced them into slave labor, but they had not completely driven them out. There was still work to be done. There were still battles to be fought. Therefore, Joshua encouraged them that just as the Lord had fought for them before, he would continue to do so. God would go before them, but they had to go and possess the land. Verse 6, Therefore, be very courageous to keep 
and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. And lest you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them, but you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. When the Lord first commissioned Joshua to lead Israel into the promised land, he told him in Joshua 1.6, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So now Joshua was saying pretty much the same thing to the leaders who would come after him. Be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the law of Moses. The truth is that it takes courage to go against the flow of this world and against the tide of popular opinion to stand for God and his word. And many people turn aside and conform to this world. No doubt Joshua saw this tendency already happening, and so he warned them. His concern was that because the Canaanite nations still existed, that they would be a corrupting influence, and that the children of Israel would learn the name of their gods and eventually be drawn into worshiping them. We should point out that these foreign gods were actually demons, and those who worshiped them would become like them corrupt and vile. Their religious rites were immoral, unclean, dehumanizing, and destructive. But they were also seductive. The only hope that Israel would have in resisting this corruption was to hold fast to the Lord their God. The Hebrew word that is translated hold fast is the same word used in Genesis 2.24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So there it's translated joined, but it's the same Hebrew word. And it means for a man to cleave to his wife. And just as a man would cleave to his wife, so the children of Israel were to cleave to the Lord. In fact, Israel did enter a marriage covenant with Yahweh at Mount Sinai. Therefore, if they departed from him and worshipped foreign gods, God would consider it to be spiritual adultery. Verse 9, For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations, but as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you, as he promised you. Therefore, Take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Joshua was quoting Moses here saying that, hey, if you are faithful to the Lord, one of you shall chase a thousand of your enemy, just as Moses had said. But he said, you got to take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. And really, that's always the problem. The problem is ourselves, our own flesh that wanders. And so he said, take careful heed, watch yourselves, and see to it that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you and make marriages with them, 
and go into them and they to you know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges on your side and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Joshua was deeply concerned about them making unholy alliances with the people around them, and it would be gradual and progressive. It would begin by them simply tolerating the people, the Canaanites, the ones that they were commanded by God to destroy. They would let them remain in the land and tolerate their vile practices. Then they would begin to intermarry with them, And of course, as soon as they would do that, they would be drawn into worshiping their foreign gods. If they did that, then God would no longer go before them and fight their enemies. So they would lose power in military conquest because God would no longer be with them. And then these people, these Canaanites that they tolerated would become snares and traps for them. They would be scourges on their sides, painful whips, They would be thorns in their eyes. Listen, having had three eye surgeries myself, I can tell you anything that comes into your eye is a bummer. But to be thorns in your eyes, that would be terrible. And finally, they would perish from the good land that God had brought them into because they failed to hold fast to the Lord and instead were conformed to these nations around them. Verse 14, Behold this day, I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God which he commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you shall perish quickly from the good land which he has given you. So Joshua said first, that he was going the way of all the earth. Even the greatest of God's servants go the way of the earth, meaning that they die, as everything in this earth ultimately dies, including the earth itself. These bodies are not designed to last forever, and sin has drastically reduced the human lifespan. The day will come when we will each put aside this tent. Now, for many, this occurs much sooner than they expect. Others nearly make it to the century mark. But either way, our lifespan is nothing compared to eternity. We enter this stage, we play our part, and then we exit. This should cause us to give serious thought to the part that we play. Now, Joshua said, Just as God has brought about every good word that he said to you, his promises have been infallible, so he will bring forth every bad word. If you disobey God and turn to these other foreign gods, he will be faithful to all of his promises, both good and bad. And it's interesting that 
Joshua didn't say if you transgress the covenant of the Lord, but he said when you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord. In Joshua's mind, it was inevitable. And I think probably very similar to the way it was with Moses. God showed Moses that the people would, in fact, turn away from the commandments of the Lord and would follow other gods and would ultimately be driven from the land. And so it's as though God was giving Joshua this insight as he looked upon the horizon of the next generation and he knew it's just a matter of time. It's inevitable that you will turn from the Lord your God. How tragic. Joshua certainly accomplished much in his life. He began as an assistant to Moses, who was a great leader, and Joshua became a great leader himself, bringing the people into the promised land, defeating the enemies, and delivering the inheritance to the 12 tribes of Israel. The great lesson from Joshua's life is that God has given each of us far more land than we can ever occupy. We must be strong and courageous and lay claim to God's gifts by faith. There is no other way for us to take the land. There is no other way to succeed for all eternity. If we will cleave to the Lord and keep his commandments, then he will go before us and even fight our battles on our behalf. But if we turn from the Lord, then we will perish from the land. So may God help us to hold fast to him and not bow to the corruption of our culture. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Joshua gathers Israel at Shechem and makes a covenant with them to serve the Lord and put away their foreign gods. It's a great reminder that we must all choose whom we will serve. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Joshua on Simply the Bible.